Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined in studio by my colleague, Mr. Ryan O'Halloran. we got a packed show for you as usual today, talking Broncos off-season, post-draft, and we'll start off, Ryan, with the NFL informing teams today, that would be Wednesday, that's virtual off-season, now extended through the end of May. So initially, it just went through May 15th. Now, extended through the end of May. Who knows? It might be even extended again. But uh, what kind of implications will we see for the Broncos over at Dove Valley in terms of this? Well, I think the big takeaway is just the status quo. Uh, you know, originally it was, you know, try this through May 15th and then, you know, regroup. And just because there's so many states that have not begun to open up uh, their economies or their businesses, non-essential businesses, et cetera, they have no choice. And I think from Roger Goodell's standpoint, the one thing he's been steadfast on is it's going to be all 32 teams eligible to report to their facilities. There's going to be no teams. Right. Agree with that? You agree with that? Disagree with that? I disagree with that because if you're the Broncos or the Cardinals, should you be penalized? But that's going to be the, I think that's going to be the, process moving forward is you know let's say you get the july 15th and you know more every state has been open to a certain extent you say okay everybody reports to camp august 1st then it's a race to get to the season so not you know not a surprising development but i the nfl you know you know it was an easy decision on their part now, will the season start on time? We'll get to that a little later in the show in discussing the Broncos' 2020 schedule, which, of course, was finalized last week. But, Ryan, second segment here, we'll be discussing offensive tackle. And you just said right before we got on the show, you got flooded in your Broncos mailbag this week uh, by fans asking, hey, is Denver doing the right thing at right and left tackle? Obviously at left tackle, they declined Garrett Bowles fifth year option, but he's going to be in a, in a competition for that spot. And then at right tackle, you got Juwan James, who you're relying on after he missed basically all of last year due to that recurring knee injury. Ryan thoughts uh, is Denver playing with fire here with all the other pieces they've put around drew lock. Have they compromised perhaps the most important part of the offensive line? Well, it's definitely a gamble. Uh, but they obviously felt like once they got into day three of the draft, there wasn't an op- offensive tackle on the board who was better than Eli Wilkinson, who was better than Garrett Bulls. So they decided to, you know, just not address that position. You know, I think with Drew Locke being the no doubt uh, starting quarterback, his mobility will tend to cover up some of those errors. But I think for the fan base, they don't care who plays left tackle. They just don't want it to be Garrett Bulls. That's, that's, that's the state they're in right now, and they're entitled to their opinion. They've seen enough. You know, the Broncos may have seen enough as well, but they're you know they're going to stick with him for another year. And he did play, you know, uh, better the last half of the season. He just happens to have train wreck games, which you know let everybody be critical of him, and you know he invites some of that himself. But right. uh, you, I mean, you know, I get emails about Jason Peters, the veteran uh, left tackle. I think he's headed to the Chargers. Um, and the other thing, Broncos don't have a ton of cap space. Uh, they spent a lot of money, but you know, you'll know you see they have $20-plus plus million dollars left. That doesn't include the draft class. That does not include Justin Simmons' $11 million-plus franchise tag. So I think from a Broncos standpoint is, hey, right out there with Wilkinson and Bowles, hope James stays healthy at right tackle, and you know get back after it uh, next offseason. You mentioned 
free agent option there at tackle. Any other intriguing free agents still out there, Ryan, that maybe the Broncos could take a late flyer on? I don't think so. I mean, Kelvin Beecham was with the Jets, and I covered him with the Jaguars as a left tackle. He played for Mike Munchak in Pittsburgh. You know, he could be a guy that if you really think camp is not going well, you maybe kick the tires. But uh, I just, I, I, you know, all, by all indications are, they're going to go with these three tackles for two spots. Again, cross the dang fingers. Again, folks, first in Orange podcast, Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran, Tonko talking Broncos off-season stuff right now. And we'll look ahead here to the 2020 season. Obviously, as I mentioned, schedule released last week. Broncos opening the season against Tennessee on Monday Night Football for the third time in four years. And uh, some notable games on the schedule, some primetime games against Tennessee, the Jets at Kansas City Week 13. Divisional play not starting till Week 7, likely to hopefully put a buffer in case the season is postponed due to the coronavirus pandemic. Ryan, early thoughts. You've done a lot of analysis for DenverPost.com already on this. You know, what are the peaks and valleys in this schedule? And, and you pick them at early prediction seven and nine uh, based off this schedule. Yeah. And it's a personal philosophy to never pick a team eight and eight. That's like giving somebody, you know, a team a C grade. It's cop out. It's cop Never. out, as you wrote. A cop out. Okay. So I said I'd go with seven to nine. Um, you know, the tough part of their schedule is the first four weeks. Titans at home on a Monday night made the playoffs last year. Short week, long trip to Pittsburgh, Roethlisberger. Coming back, Tampa Bay at home, Brady, Gronkowski, Evans, Godwin, Braid, etc. Another a really short week, and then a four-hour flight to play the Jets on a Thursday night. Um, then after that, so if you can get through that first little stretch there, you know, two and two, you can have a long week to really start preparing for the next uh, wave of your schedule. You know, and if I had to pick an easy stretch, it would be after the bye. They're at Atlanta, at Las Vegas, home to the Chargers, and neither of those. Neither of those three teams made the playoffs last year. Um, you know, get to the bye with something to play for, then you can try and build some momentum that way uh, against maybe the softer part of your schedule. So, but this, uh, you know, the defense is going to be tested. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Tua, 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 Patrick Mahomes, Teddy Bridgewater. So uh, it's going to be. You know, that's why I see. I just see. I see it up and down season, uh, and, I, and I picked them seven and nine. You know, I, I'm going to early pick them nine and seven, but I think they're going to be up and down as well. And like you mentioned, lots of gut checks on here. Uh, Tom Brady and New Look Tampa Bay, along with Gronk, at home on September 27th. I really think the linchpins of this schedule. I mean, and maybe this is an easy call, but it's got to be the Kansas City games. Chiefs has be- Chiefs have beat them nine straight times. And you got to prove you can at least contend with the Chiefs. You know, e- even a split would be good. After the last season, last season the way they played against the Chiefs, a twenty-three to three, trouble, you know, beating that they took at Arrowhead. They have to show that they can be more competitive against Patrick Mahomes and Co. Or else they're going to be the little little brother in the division for you know the indefinite future. Yeah, I agree. And, and I looked at that Chiefs home game week seven. Uh, after that game, you get a bye. And everything they've done, which is we've talked about and written about, has been to be better against the Chiefs. Chiefs have beat them nine straight times. 
Chiefs were 27 out of their last 30 against the division. That's hard to believe in a league that's driven for parity. So, you know, if, if you can go into that by with the win over the Chiefs, so let's say it makes you four and three. Okay, you got something there. You survived that stretch. Uh, you know, if you, I mean, it is a measuring stick game. You know, if the Chiefs are a lot better that day, then the Broncos are you know, not back to the drawing board, but they're saying, okay, what now? And then you mentioned the Sunday night game in December as well. Again, folks, first in Orange podcast, Kyle Newman, Ryan O'Halloran. We'll close the show with a couple final thoughts on whether the season will start on time. We saw, you know, we're seeing some shutdowns lifted across the country. We're also seeing, like in Los Angeles, the state home extended for a couple more months. What are your thoughts, Ryan? Are we going to get this NFL show on the road on time? Or was the scheduling, you know, definitely a good idea to provide that buffer? Because, I don't know, in my opinion, I think I see at least a couple games, maybe even the month of the season, potentially at risk here if we can't get things, you know, in terms of pandemic under control, the testing. I mean, we got a long way to go, I feel like, before early September if we want to get the uh, NFL season going on, on time. Oh, yeah, I'm confident they're going to play in week one. Uh, there's just too much at stake uh, financially, you know, for teams, for players, for networks for the country that's i think that doesn't mean they're going to play all four preseason games i would not expect that uh, you know if the offseason program by all counts will be totally wiped out i don't think i don't think it's good for the league to say okay players report this day that you're going to play a preseason game two weeks later even if it's all young guys you know there, there's a difference between getting in shape at your house getting in shape on the football field but you know i'm prob- i'm trying to choose the You'd be confident that there's going to be a week one. Hey, I'm selfishly saying that. I do think they will play 16 games. I do think they will start week one. That said, the schedule is constructed as such that they have a little bit of room there. And the Super Bowl is in Tampa. They could move that. The weather's not going to be a factor. You know, if you have to play an AFC title game in Kansas City at the end of January as opposed to the middle of January, is that really going to be a factor? I don't think so. Right. Uh, so, I, you know, I... I, I I would say I put five bucks down, say they're going to play in week one, uh, but uh, only five bucks. But I, I think that's going to happen. And again, like you said, Ryan, weather really not a factor with football like it would be with baseball, where they're trying to you know crunch the season in, or they'd have to move it to warm weather venues. Well, you know, you're playing in the snow anyways in football. So. Yeah, and the piggyback off that call is, you know, the NFL it has time on its side, but each week. You know, it becomes a little more urgent. But I like that they had the draft. They said, we're going to have our draft. And it went well. We're going to release our schedule starting in week one. And if people don't like it, so be it. So I like how the NFL is uh, proceeding here because they do have time. Um, I don't know why these colleges are saying that fall classes are canceled because that impacts a whole bunch of other stuff. Just wait. And uh, so it's, you know, people are going to be critical of the NFL for not, you know, for having a draft. Is it? Well, you got to have it sometime. And let's say, let's say last month they would have said, we're going to postpone the draft for a month. Well, we still would have covered it the same exact way we did in April. So have the draft, get these kids signed, get them into the virtual offseason program so they can start learning the systems. 
Again, folks, first in Orange Podcast, Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Appreciate you tuning in to today's show. Be sure to head to denverpost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team throughout the virtual offseason and leading into the 2020 regular season. Of course, give us a follow on Twitter at Kyle Newman DP at Ryan O'Halloran. Thanks for listening in. And until next time, take it easy.